0: Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 19th day of November. It's so good to be here with you. Truly an honor and a privilege to be reading the Word of God to us as a community. And we do this individually. We do this collectively. And we do this as and in a community. Beautiful community of brothers and sisters all over the globe united by one common theme and that is the word of god because we are all from different walks of life different ethnic backgrounds different socio-economical backgrounds we all have different faiths we all have different theology Uh, We even have different belief systems. And the beauty of that is recognizing that and still come together and center ourselves around the scriptures because the goal is not to get everybody else to believe the same way that we do and to see things the same way that we see them. But the goal is to come together in our differences and worship the one true living God. And so we come together around this beautiful global campfire and continue with the reading of the word. Today we'll be continuing the book of Acts, reading Acts chapters 9 and 10. And hi there, it's also a brand new week. So welcome to the brand new newness of a fresh start. Simply begin again. If you lose your way, if you fall down, simply begin again, no matter what time of day, no matter what day, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, simply begin again. This week we'll be reading the new living translation as we start a new translation when we start a brand new week. So let's jump in Acts chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground but when he opened his eyes he was blind so his companions led him by the hand to Damascus he remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias the Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias yes Lord he replied the Lord said go over to straight street to the house of Judas when you get there Ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings as well as to the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. And he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is indeed the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation? Among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem, they asked. And didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priests? Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. After a while, some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. They were watching for him day and night at the city gate so they could murder him. But Saul was told about their plot. So during the night, some of the other believers lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe he had truly become a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. So Saul stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. He debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him. When the believers heard about this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord and with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit it also grew in numbers. Meanwhile Peter traveled from place to place and he came down to visit the believers in the town of Leda. There he met a man named Aeneas who had been paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your sleeping mat and he was healed instantly then the whole population of Leda and Sharon saw Aeneas walking around and they turned to the Lord there was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha which in Greek is Dorcas she was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor about this time she became ill and died her body was washed for burial and laid in an upstairs room. But the believers had heard that Peter was nearby at Leda, so they sent two men to beg him, Please come as soon as possible. So Peter returned with them, and as soon as he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room. The room was filled with widows who were weeping and showing him the coats and other clothes Dorcas had made for them. But Peter asked them all to leave the room Then he knelt and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called in the windows and all the believers, and he presented her to them alive. The news spread through the whole town, and many believed in the Lord. And Peter stayed a long time in Joppa, living with Simon, a tanner of hides. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? he asked the angel. And the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. The next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon, and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open, and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheep was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Peter was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? Just then the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house. Standing outside the gate, they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man you are looking for. Why have you come? They said, We were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man, well-respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them, and he had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up. I am a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside, where many others were assembled. Peter told them, You know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me, Cornelius replied. Four days ago, I was praying in my house about this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard. And your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here, waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right this is the message of good news for the people of israel that there is peace with god through jesus christ who is lord of all you know what happened throughout judea beginning in galilee after john began preaching his message of baptism and you know that god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power then jesus went around doing good and healing all who were who oppressed by the devil for God was with him and we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem they put him to death by hanging him on a cross but God raised him to life on the third day then God allowed him to appear not to the general public but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses we were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead After he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead, he is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. god we thank you for this week this representation of brand new newness a fresh start a chance to simply begin again and as we read this passage today as a reminder that jesus christ is lord of all we're reminded that we all we all can make jesus lord of our life We can simply begin again with Jesus, no matter who we are, no matter where we've been, no matter whose we are, no matter how wrong we have gotten it, no matter how right we have gotten it. We are not excluded. We are not denied. We are not diminished by our past and our unworthiness we can come boldly to the throne. We can come boldly back to Jesus to simply begin again. Thank you for this reminder. Thank you for a brand new week that is out in front of us, full of hope, filled with promise and beaming with possibility. We consecrate this week to you making you jesus lord of everything in our lives submitting everything surrendering every will every choice every thought every determination to you come and be lord of all in us i pray this in the name of the father son Holy Spirit. Amen. Looking forward to a beautiful week together with all of you in the word as we center ourselves, as we simply begin again as many times as we need to. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. Until then, love one another.
1: My name is Tanya from Ohio. Um, I am calling in with a prayer request for my relationship. Um, I truly care about my boyfriend and he is amazing. Um, There's been some things that I've prayed about, and the truth has been brought to my attention, Um, and I don't really know where to go with some of it. Um, He is, like I said, he's really amazing, um, but he is... Um, in my eyes, um, abusing his uh, prescription. Sometimes he takes more than he's prescribed and sometimes he gives it to people. Um, Then he gets 90 um, for 30 days and uh, it could roughly last a week, maybe a little more. Um, My son absolutely loves him. Um, and he went through a really hard time with his dad. We still have a lot of struggle with his dad. Um, so I just need guidance. Um, if a door needs to be closed, if, um, if God can do a work in him because he has so many amazing qualities, um, I pray that he could get through this. Um, we can get through this. I just need... To be strong if the door needs to be closed strong for myself and for my son um, because we have been through a lot in the last couple of years so i appreciate any of your prayers um, and love all of you thank you
2: the bible says if we humble ourselves before the lord he will lift us up and he will hear us a lady called yesterday from uh, Colorado um, California moving to Colorado and was very concerned about her son being a homosexual she was the first time caller I just want to lift you up to the Lord in prayer God is good God is faithful And when we are weak, He is strong. Just I want to encourage you to be strong and courageous and to know that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or think. Lift your heart up to the Lord. He will hear you. Your son, we don't know what God has in store for him. But as long as we pray and have hope, there is nothing is impossible with God. So continue, my sister, to come alongside us us and pray. God will hear your prayer, I pray all this, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to lift you up, in Jesus' name, Amen.
3: Hello everyone, this is Sonya from Austin, I haven't called in in a while, but I want to call in for Wendy from Michigan, You said you lost your dad three months ago to suicide, and I lost my father to suicide. It's been over 30 years, um, and it gets easier at times, and at other times, it's still fresh. But you're right not to live life with regrets. Um, I did that for the first year um, after he passed, Um, went into a very dark hole. And now I realize, you know, that's not what God wants me to do. And that's not even what my dad would want me to do. So we're all going to lose people as we continue to age and they continue to age and life happens. There's not a single person that's not going to lose a loved one. And knowing that that's a part of life and knowing that that means we need to enjoy the times we have with them. And then when they're gone, to remember the legacy that they have passed on and to, I've heard someone say, take other people out on their birthday or anniversary and celebrate them. And I think that's a great idea and I'm gonna start doing that myself. So I just want to lift up those that are hurting because of losing loved ones. Dear Jesus, we just thank you for all the precious people that you give us, that you put in our life. And we know that no one lives forever on this planet. But we know that our hope is that we will be reunited with them in heaven, with you in the future. And that comforts us. And I just pray that you be with us as we grieve and miss the ones who are gone. Amen.